This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 328, Disney Plus First Impressions and Mandalorian First Episode. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and aliens. This is Ben, Ben Avery, one of the three strangers and or aliens. We're going to be talking to you today about science fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, Christianity, spirituality, and and life and geek stuff. And the, the geeks who are with me right now, because the geeks shall inherit the earth. <laughs> That's and, what it says. And those Where people are... Evan David. Hello, it's me. And Steve McDonald. Hey, everybody. Good to hear or be heard from you again. Grammatically, you were doing just fine until you you lost you lost it, man. You were... Good to be back, guys. Good to be back. Hey, we are here to talk about The Mandalorian, which is a TV show on, on Disney Plus streaming service that uh, just dropped. Just just dropped recently. Uh, this is a pretty quick turnaround, I guess, for a for a TV episode. We haven't done that too much, uh, if at all. But yeah, but it's a bigger conversation too because we've got the Disney Plus thing has finally happened, and so we're gonna start this conversation out by just kind of talking about Disney Plus and what's on there and your first impressions to what they've done and how they've done it. So, what do you think, gentlemen? We both, we all three have, have Disney, Disney plus right now. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you sign up for it, you get seven days free and you can cancel, uh, at any time during that period. Uh, but then it will start charging you at the end of those seven days. And yeah, so we've all signed up and I don't know what, what was the first thing you watched on Disney plus Evan? Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. Oh, I, I very vividly remember the first thing I watched. But yes, I know you texted me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, what was the first thing you watched? <laughs> I think um, I think the first thing we watched was uh, I forget the name of it, but it's I think it's something like Sticky asks what is money. <laughs> oh yeah, Forky. Like that. Forky. Forky. Yeah, there's Forky, a series yeah. of Pixar shorts called Forky asks. Uh, and the first one that he did was, uh, Forky asks what's money. Yes. And it was funnier than I thought it was going to be, but not as funny as I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, really? I'm with Ben. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, there you go. I mean, it wasn't the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Not like we watched it multiple times. You know, I think it's a good like one time watch if you have nothing to do for five minutes. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I watched was Steamboat Willie. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the morning, uh, Monday night, I signed up. Uh, Tuesday morning, my wife woke me up at a uh, much earlier than I would normally get up to tell me that school had been delayed for our son. And I uh, thought, wait a minute. When she, after she left the room, I could, I could watch something on, on Disney plus. I, I could start watching the Mandalorian, uh, but instead I watched steamboat Willie and then watched the first 15 minutes of Mandalorian. And then I thought I'm really tired. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> uh, so then I, when I finally did get up, I went downstairs. Um, my son had just gotten into the bathroom to get ready for school. So I thought, Hey, now's my chance. I'll watch the rest of the Mandalorian finished it. And so thanks to the school delay, I was able to watch the Mandalorian on that Tuesday morning. And yeah. And then I just actually watched it again with my kids. So that like literally, uh, 50 minutes ago, I think is when we, when I got done, but wow. Okay. Yeah. My first thing I think may have been, uh, the Silver Surfer 90s TV show. That's funny. I watched one of those too. Yeah, That's I watched funny. I tried to, but I got yeah. message 41 that it couldn't play it back for me. Oh. Yeah, it's, I've had a couple of glitches as well, but I think they're they're mostly being all worked out. Um, yeah, I, I spent like the first however long on Disney Plus just browsing everything and adding things to my watch list, you know, <laughs> yeah. instead, of, instead of actually watching anything. There was a time, oh, a couple years back when I saw – it was one of those fake ad kind of things, but it was for Netflix, how they were adding a new $5 tier that was just browsing the titles. <laughs> nice. You could just browse the titles as much as you wanted for $5 a month, which – I was actually surprised there wasn't as much on there. You know, like you, you could like easily get to the end of the line of, you know, shorts or whatever it is and I was like, is there going to be more? Well, you know? that's then, the thing. There is more. You have to go to different menus to get to it, though. Predetermined categories. It's not going to have everything. Not on that. Not wow. on that home screen. Right. Uh, you have to. There's there's other categories that I can't access on my device, but I can access on uh, through my uh, Amazon Fire or whatever it's called, um, where you can go to movies, and you can actually look there. You can see every movie. Uh, alphabetical order and then you can go into these different subjects of like kids and comedy and documentary and it'll show you everything in that category um and then the, the same thing for tv and then they have those five categories um on the top of the screen as well where you can go into marvel disney star wars national geographic and pixar i think are the five those five categories you can go into Okay, but yeah, yeah, that's the one thing, you know, talking about the the Disney plus experience, um, that is an issue. It's, it's a small issue, you know, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's also, you know, it's definitely not the best streaming, uh, layout, I guess, for like finding stuff. And then the other thing that I found interesting, and you you texted about this actually earlier today too, is some of the TV shows that they have are out of order. 
Yeah. <laughs> I find that in a lot of, of uh, you know, like um, Roku has stuff that's out of order. And like if, if you really want to watch specific episodes, you have to sort of like, you know, make your own list, which is kind of annoying. But yeah. Well, my kids noticed it because we the first thing my kids wanted to watch was Phineas and Ferb. And so I did that in the morning by myself that I talked about. But then when I got home, we jumped on and immediately watched some Phineas and Ferb because that's been gone from Netflix for a while. And that's something our whole family enjoys. And the first episode of Phineas and Ferb is the roller coaster one. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was not the first episode. I didn't notice it. I just was getting ready to click on it. And the, my kids said, that's not the first episode. They were the ones who noticed that it was out of order. And, and then the, uh, the 90s Spider-Man first episode of season one is entitled Sins of the Father, Chapter 10, Venom Returns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I scrolled through it and found that um, it goes, I, I guess, mostly in order after that. But you get to the Sins of the Father and it's Chapter 9 and then it's Chapter 13. And and then the other <laughs> ones are out of order. And so I don't know what the deal is with that. Um why that's happening, what's going on. The other thing I've noticed in some of the menus, what I've talked about going into the deep dive, you know, with the, the giant menu for the, the movies, um, is that things will repeat in there as well. Yep. Yep. I've seen that too. So I find that interesting. It feels almost like we're looking at a beta product instead of the actual thing. But. Huh. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, these will vanish yeah yeah well problems. And, and the other thing is for the price i mean this is a, still a pretty decently priced streaming service yeah uh, and for the materials um it's 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 worth it but at the same time there's things like that and also like i can't find this maybe i'm missing something but when i watch phineas and ferb with my kids we came back to watch more and you have to find the episode you left off on it doesn't automatically give that to you mm. um unless i'm not unless i'm missing something now it does hold your place from what i've seen in like if you're in the middle of a show and you've like watched just part of the movie and you come back to it it does it's held your place there um but there's also not a recently watched category from what i can find so again it, it feels like a beta product it doesn't feel like it, yeah. this was intended for release but they gave themselves a pretty hard deadline. I mean, this was really, really publicized. And that date, that drop date was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised it didn't happen before uh, Halloween because then they could, you know, make some money on, uh, you know, costumes for like the Mandalorian and, you know, other stuff that was in the, in the show and other series as well. You know, people could dress up like uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> nice. I have not watched any of that show, but I uh, mean, neither. Well, but here's the thing, well, though. The kids, there's only one episode of that right now. That's it's right. doing the yes. same thing the Mandalorian's doing weekly episodes. The first yeah. one is about sneakers. Uh, yes, I watched it, and it was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. But a lot of like evolutionary stuff thrown in there for some reason. So it was kind of odd because it was, you know, interesting and, uh, and you know, getting the background of you know sneakers and the whole culture of it, but at the same time, he's like you know going into, you know, a couple of times he says "Hail Darwin." I mean, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a National funky. Geographic show. 
Right. So, you know, you get what you get. It's interesting. They're not dropping uh, entire seasons. They're doing weekly release uh, every week. There's a new thing, a new episode of Mandalorian, a new episode of uh, presumably Jeff Goldblum um, worships Darwin and the other <laughs> things like that. But it is interesting. And I, I actually it's a little refreshing uh, to me in some ways that well, this is the, that's that what way. DC universe has been doing this whole time. And it's really smart because. You know, for the people who only want this service for the Mandalorian and or Marvel stuff, uh, it makes it so you can't just get the free trial and then get out. Yeah. Ah, but I was thinking yeah. about this because that's what I did with uh, Star Trek Discovery is I would get I would wait a few weeks, get the free trial, get caught up and then just, you know, do one more month of of the service to finish up the series. And then I would drop it. And that's probably what I'll do with Picard as well is no, I won't, I won't wait a few weeks, but, um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Disney or D DC universe did that and CBS all access did that as well. Um, I like it that way. Uh, I like it because it makes you have self-control um, <laughs> because, you know, I wouldn't be late to work uh, on Tuesday. Uh, but what is interesting <laughs> is they drop that episode on Tuesday with the service, and then they have another episode that will be dropping in about five hours from this recording time, uh, which is Friday. And then it's going to go back to Tuesday, and it's going to be, I think, every Tuesday after this uh, will be a new episode. And I think, I think the timing thing, though, that you're talking about, Steve, as far as like Halloween, I think it's more aimed toward Christmas and the release yeah. of – of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, and they had the original Christmas movie just for the service on there as well. What original Christmas movie? I think it's called Noel. Oh, starring yeah, Anna yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. Noel. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, I did not watch it, but I've heard it's kind of a, a kind of a take on the the whole elf idea. Uh, okay. Where you've got That's someone from the North Pole coming to the real world, so to speak, and. Um, trying to navigate the real world and finding the meaning of Christmas or whatnot. So I thought it was like the 25 letters of Christmas because there's Cause no there is L. no L. Yeah. Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what have you guys been watching other than the Mandalorian? Well, Phineas and Ferb, obviously, because I, I already said that um, I watched some behind the scenes stuff on Tron. Uh, that's oh, the cool. other thing is that there is also extra material. So yeah, bonus material. I haven't watched it, but I guess there's some deleted scenes from Endgame, and yeah. there's commentaries on some of the movies. Um, most movies have either a trailer or a scene from the movie. So like Willow, um, I thought I'd watch the trailer, but there wasn't a trailer. It was actually just a scene from the movie. Um, but with uh, Tron, they had I think the trailer, and and then this behind the scenes thing where the director and writer of Tron. Um, goes to the Disney vault with his son where they get these notebooks that are full of um, film negatives to look at behind the scenes photos and stuff from the making of the movie. Hmm. And it's, it's really, it, it's kind of fun because it's not your typical behind the scenes thing. You know, it's, it's not as well put together as like a documentary might be. Um, but you all are, you're still getting like the guy and his son who his son was a kid when they made the movie. And so has kind of lived with it all his life. And 
Um, so they're, they're looking at the things and the son's like, wow, you look really young there, dad. You know, it's just things like that. And, and I never saw a picture. I've never seen a picture of you behind a camera. And <laughs> it was just really just this kind of nice conversation. And, um, I'm, I'm assuming that it, it was part of like the Blu-ray release for the 25th anniversary or 40th anniversary or whatever it would be. But, um, that was, that was pretty interesting. And also something that is a nice step above in some ways of, um, some of the other streaming services and, and how they, they present the material. Yeah. Uh, what else have you well, been watching? I, I found, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. It, it's like this fun little cartoon. I think it's like, you know, nineties cartoon or something like that. Pre Phineas and Ferb. And it's called something like, uh, like, uh, outdoors at school or, uh, <laughs> after lunchtime at school, something like that. And it's like, you know, kids, they're friends and they're dealing with stuff that happens, you know, during, during school, not during the class time that, uh, the time in the middle, but you know, Steve, the yes, we all know what you're talking about. It's Reckus. <laughs> it Reckus, is. Reckus, Reckus is the best show on the service. It's why I got the service. <laughs> it is like, not why all... you got the service. I bet you would have gotten it anyway. No, but it's the main reason. It is the main reason that outweighs all the other reasons. But you would have gotten it anyway. Yeah. 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 But it's like, it's news that I've been waiting to hear for not exaggerating a decade. I've been waiting <laughs> because Rekus has never been released on any sort of home media, uh, the, the, the uh, episode. You, you say never... the, Evan, you've got to say the word correctly because <laughs> right. here's the thing. People don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And yes. you're making it so they're still not going to know what you're talking about. And you really want them to know what you're talking about because this yes, is like I your do. favorite thing in all the world, except for maybe, maybe your children. Maybe. <laughs> but it's it's my favorite Disney show. Well, it's it's probably tied, but it is Recess. Recess was a show that was on the one Saturday morning ABC block and then moved over to Disney Channel and Toon Disney. And it is just wonderful. It's a wonderful show that's really clever take on uh, recess in the school time and all the all the different cliques of the school make up this kind of pseudo kingdom that is out <laughs> on the, the jungle gym. It's a prison and, uh, movie. It's it's it a, a it's a World War Two prison movie. In some it's ways. also that, yes. And, it's and, also Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally Hogan's Heroes. How many episodes did you watch? I've only watched one, and I'm not okay. sure if we're actually going to watch another one. Um, I actually did mark it for my watch list, and then I was talking to my nine-year-old about how about the show and how he liked it, and he's, he's like, yeah, uh, but he does not want to watch it anymore. So yeah, the first we'll the first episode is definitely a prison break movie but i i highly recommend that every single person watch this watch through the series and then watch the movie because it is fantastic i've been i haven't watched it yet though actually because wow. i'm waiting i'm waiting for my wife so we can watch it together because she loves it too and we've just been so exhausted this week this week has been rough and like she she went to bed at 7 30 with the kids so we just haven't had a time to sit down together and watch stuff but so i've been watching stuff by myself I've watched uh, like that Silver Surfer show, and I've been watching uh, Tangled, the series, which is something I've wanted to watch, but it's never been available for me to watch without paying lots of money to see it. And they, they brought back the entire original cast from the Tangled movie. It's pretty cool. Um, and I've been watching some movies that I haven't wanted to pay money for. 
and go out of my way to to watch. Like uh, I rewatched Brave from Pixar, and I tried to finish watching Tim Burton's Dumbo, but I turned it off again. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten <laughs> I to just, that yet. I I'm, yeah, I just don't care. I want to get into that. <laughs> I the main thing is it's Tim Burton and it's got Danny DeVito. You know. <laughs> getting back together and, and Michael Keaton is in there. You know, I mean, this is this is a, a reunion of sorts for Batman. Yeah. Uh, but I the I, problem is it's still Dumbo. <laughs> I don't see that as a problem, but well, I can understand yeah. why some people might. So I didn't think it was going to be a problem. Turns out <laughs> it is. Well, I'm excited about they've got the Witch Mountain movies are on there. Oh, um, yeah. Both of the originals and then the, the remake with The Rock. But they don't have the made-for-TV sequel from the early 80s beyond Witch Mountain is not on there. Uh, and that's actually one thing I was hoping that there would be, not beyond Witch Mountain necessarily, but the TV movie stuff that they used to do, uh, the original stuff that they would do for the Sunday night um, Disney World, uh, Wonderful World of Disney, uh, those, those, those anthology shows that they did. Well, they uh, might show up eventually because they have all of the Disney Channel original movies on there, which have only recently been released anywhere. And then they also have the Mickey Mouse Club show, the yeah, original. Yeah. One. So, and I, I, I am wondering how much they are holding back on just some of that stuff just because why not? I mean, but apparently there were 500 movies and 7,500 episodes of TV shows that are on the mm -hmm. service right now. Uh, including the cool. remake of the Muppet Babies, which I watched. <laughs> I watched the opening credits up to the title card for that episode. And then I'm like, this is not for me. This is, <laughs> this is not nostalgic for me. It's meant to be for like if I had a preschooler, I would love yeah. watching it with my yeah. preschooler because, oh, hey, Muppet Babies. It's like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. You know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I remember Mr. Rogers. I'm going to sit down with a preschooler and watch this. But I do not have a preschooler anymore. <laughs> oh, speaking of nostalgia, we've been watching the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which have not been on digital media. I don't think ever. They've only been on VHS and it was only selective episodes. And it is like deep subconscious nostalgia for me, like stuff that I didn't even remember that I remembered. And it's all just flooding back. And wow. And then besides that, it's just a great show and it's very funny. And like I'm watching it with Yumi, my three-year-old, and all the humor is going over her head. You know, it's like the little kids aren't sophisticated enough to see how funny the show is. So I don't know who the audience is, but it's great. <laughs> well, what's that, that's what I think is the best thing about Disney Plus is there is no other company in the world that could do this kind of a streaming service because they're able to get shows that got you like in the nostalgia, but they're also putting mm -hmm. out things that get me in the nostalgia from, you know, 15 years earlier. And then there's stuff from the forties. that's getting uh, Steve in the nostalgia. <laughs> and it's just, it really I mean, does. it's hitting all of It's hitting the millennial you it's hitting the Gen X me and it's, it's hitting the greatest generation with Steve. And Silent so generation. what silent generation, silent, silent oh, generation. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Boomer. So, <laughs> but <laughs> no one's going to know what that means in three years. Oh, I sure hope that they don't. I really, really <laughs> hope they don't know what that means in three years. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So Ben, I, I wanted to ask you, are you good? Are you guys going to finish watching through rebels? 
Yes. Yes. Although we did watch the first episode of, um, oh, what's the newer one that they, they have out there? Yeah. Star Wars resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was okay. Yeah. That's okay. But sure was, but yeah, we are going to, because Hey, it's there. And Clone Wars, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be releasing that new season of Clone Wars sometime. Do they have the um, the Ewok uh, no. sequels from they the don't. 80s? They don't. No, they don't have the Ewok movies. They don't have the holiday special, um, which I would have at they least have thought they put to it. Oh, they do. But we'll get to that. I at least <laughs> thought they would have put out the, the Boba Fett cartoon. Like, mm. that's the yeah. one thing that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Ish that came out of the, the holiday special. And yet that's, that's also something that they're, you know, it's been put into the vault or whatever. Um, do they and, have the and original also, Clone War series? Th- no, the, the 2d. Yeah. I, I don't think they have that and they don't have Ewoks and droids. Hmm. Um, the Ewoks and droids cartoons, the, the droids cartoons actually were pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. they were, they were, uh, more of an action adventure sci-fi thing. Um, Done in the style, done by the same company actually as the the Boba Fett cartoon, Nirvana, uh, but with yeah. with uh, Mobius getting involved in there, and um, at least I think it was Mobius who got involved with some of the designs and stuff like that. Not but sure. but anyway, it's that style, that kind of uh, uh, heavy metalish kind of a, a style to the the animation and the the world of the designs and stuff, and then Ewoks, which lasted longer than Droids because it was a little more marketable with the cutesy Saturday morning feel and the great theme song. <laughs> we are you the can... Ewoks. It was <laughs> how many E's do you need? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I, although I'm not going to spoil this for anyone, question. but the end of the final episode of Ewoks is fantastic. <laughs> it is okay fantastic and and we can maybe i I don't i'll probably forget this um but at some point in a spoiler zone we can talk about what that that final scene of the final episode of the ewok series is because it's 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 good (laughs) all right yeah shall we talk about the main event the main event the main event the mandalorian the midichlorian. I mean, the what? Yeah. Well, let's talk. Uh, we will play a spoiler warning when we actually speak spoilers. And uh, for now, this is going to be kind of a vague conversation here. And just kind of our first impressions of this show, which is basically the flagship title for Disney+. Plus. I mean, this is the, the thing that almost all of the promotional materials uh, capitalize and focus on. And yeah, this is the first live action Star Wars series, TV series, not the first live action Star Wars TV. That was the holiday special and those two Ewok movies uh, predated. (laughs) But um, the first live action Star Wars TV series, episode one, it, it was very aptly titled chapter one. Chapter one. I mean, spoilers. In the title. It could have been chapter yeah. four. It could have been. It could have been chapter 10, the return <laughs> of somebody that you don't know who they are because this That's is. That's right. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. You guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. Vague. Mm-hmm. Just be vague. But 
first impressions. What'd you think, Evan? I thought it was cool. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's got the, it's got the production values of the, uh, movies and, and the newer movies that have been put out like solo or rogue one. And it's cool because it's taking place, uh, after return of the Jedi. So in, in between the force awakens. So it's kind of like an uncharted territory. And, uh, yeah, there it's, it was, it was really cool. Uh, to me, some of it because of the limited scope, um, and this was this was only some of it because most of it was great. Some of it reminded me of like, what if you gave the fan film people a huge budget and they could actually do creatures and stuff? And this is what you get because you know it's it's offbeat side characters who are in live action, and really the only uh, reference we have for that uh, is those Ewok movies or uh, fan films. So that's just kind of the the vibe I got, but it was great. It was very cool. Um, didn't blow me away, but it was very satisfying as just a star Wars fan. Steve. I, I agree with him. It was a, a great fanfic <clears throat> movie. <laughs> um, and this is one of the problems I have with a lot of the modern stuff. I, I really enjoyed solo. Um, so I'll just throw that out there. And, and I enjoyed this, but they just seem all this modern stuff, you know, past the first six, they just to me seem like fan fiction stuff. Um, there's, I mean, granted, George Lucas neglected uh, plot points and he neglected, uh, you know, big things that that you know, glaring, gaping holes that are in part of his his six movies, um, but he did follow up on some things and there are things that he, he did for purposes that the, the new movies just don't do. It's just, it's devoid of these things. And, you know, I could talk about it all day, but, you know, immersing myself into the, the, the trilogy for the first, you know, I mean that since I was 10 until the, the new ones came out and then in the, you know, immersing myself in the new trilogy and then, you know, having all of that playing on it. And, and I mean, I was I was the Star Wars guy. People would give me Star Wars themed presents all the time. And people would be like, hey, I got the Star Wars stuff. And I'll be like, uh. so, you know, I'm coming from that. You know, it, it's not like I, I never appreciated Star Wars. Um, and the stuff that I did appreciate about it, a lot of it was just stripped away from. And I'm not just talking about the expand, ex, ex, expanded universe. It's but just stripped away from these new ones. And they just so seem like people who didn't get it, but they really liked Star Wars and they really wanted to make a Star Wars story and really wanted to make a Star Wars movie and had the budget and had the, the backing and all that stuff and were able to do it. So to me, that's one of my big complaints about this whole, you know, last 10 years or so. I didn't even know how, how long it's been since the new movie started coming out. Um, I mean, I can pick apart the original series and the the middle series as well, but you know. Well, I, what do you these... think about this episode <laughs> of The Mandalorian? This episode, like I said, it was enjoyable. I didn't have too much to to pick apart, um, although there's some little things that we, I'll get into, you know, in a in a minute or two when we play the spoilers. Um, but for what it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I also wasn't blown away. I really enjoyed it, though. Um, mm-hmm. 
I looked on social media after, you know, it's been two, three days basically since it dropped. And I see so many people saying, finally, Star Wars is back. And finally, <laughs> what we actually wanted to see from Star Wars, I'm seeing like people talk about how amazing and mind blowing it was. And there is some interesting twists and turns. And there's especially stuff that we really don't want to spoil because if you're going to watch this thing, um, then you're going to want to be surprised by it, whether you're not yeah. going to be able to be, you know, depending on how long you're waiting to watch it, you definitely are going to want to be surprised by it. Um, yeah. And I would definitely say, you know, if you call yourself a real Star Wars fan, um, you don't have to go out and run and get Disney Plus right now to watch this. You can still be a Star Wars fan without Disney Plus. However, if you are a real Star Wars plan, you really want to figure out how can you game the system like I did with Star Trek Discovery and, you know, <laughs> CBS All Access. Like, when can you wait and then just get one month and see the whole thing? You know, th that kind of thing. Um, or wait until after the last episode or just before the last episode is about to drop and then just get that free week so you can watch all, I don't know, 10 or 13 episodes or however many it is. But if you're just happy with the movies, then you're not missing out with this I and you know there's it's good and it hits a lot of really um a, a lot of my favorite things you know it, it's it's got the western vibe it's got the man with no no name kind of vibe the, the mandalorian if you would with no name um <laughs> it's got it's got that spaghetti western kind of feel to it you know because it's about a bounty hunter and you know he's going out and doing bounty hunter things and and having gunfights and and stuff like that and it's really pulling on the the western threads that you get in in the star wars uh movies but um yeah i i liked it a lot enough to say yeah i recommend watching it you know <laughs> but but it's also not changing the game. You know, this is – you said limited, uh, Evan. Um, I felt like what was nice about it is that it wasn't limited by mythology that's already out there. Like like how I consider the, the prequel trilogies to be a limited thing because everything is just about how one family uh, is just like the main through line of history – in in Star Wars, you know, Anakin built C-3PO and, you know, it's just these kind of things where it's like, oh, it just makes it feel so small because it's just such a small <laughs> cast of of, you know, this this one branch of a family kind of thing. Um, this expands that a little bit because we're not on that one branch of that family. We're actually kind of getting off into a live action version of expanded universe material. It's not it's not expanded universe material other than it's expanding the universe with this material. But so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, but it also felt small and, and there was a, a point at the beginning of the episode where I was just like, this does, I'm not, I'm not liking this. Um, <laughs> this is cheesy. And it quickly got beyond that and it, it and I was fine with it. But when, when I rewatched it, um, the, the same, the same point. I was just like, oh yeah, this feels, it feels TV. It really felt TV. Yeah. Um, in some points and in other points it felt like, yeah, it felt like a Sergio Leone movie, um, with, with Clint Eastwood kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. But there's a, there's some stuff in there. There's some interesting stuff in there that we're going to have to talk about. <laughs> after we play the spoiler organ. So I want to give the opportunity. 
uh, before we play that spoiler organ. Any any final thoughts for people who have not seen it yet? Yeah, if you like Star Wars and you like, I'd say, the original trilogy and the, the two uh, anthology movies, you'll probably like this a lot. If you <laughs> – I think there's a lot of if you like Star Wars. Hey, remember – Remember Star Wars? Remember how you like yes. this thing in Star Wars? <laughs> we're gonna have to bring some of that up. We're gonna we're gonna do that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also some points where, I, as I was watching it, I was like, "This feels like the Star Wars role playing game, when you just have yeah. you just or have the game. one you just have the one main manual, right? You don't have the expansion manuals. <laughs> you just have the one main manual, and that just details and lists like all the stuff that was shown in the movies, and so that was the only equipment you could use." Because yeah. that's the only thing you had stats for in that book, right. you know, and so you're you have to use this weapon and you have to use that weapon and this this armor and that armor and this droid and that droid and this species and that species. Um, there, it just felt a lot to me like, hey, I love this from the movies. Let's <laughs> use that. Hey, I didn't love this necessarily, but we've got the prop lying around. And it's from the movie that we loved, you know, so it there's there's some a little bit of that that vibe where I think that's part of why people are like, oh, they made this and it's finally Star Wars the way I love it because it has a gonk droid in it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it has the Nikdos, you know. Yes, <laughs> it does. And it has a guy who looks like Boba Fett. Yeah, which, no. which is interesting. A Mandalorian, not the Mandalorian. Well, I mean, we can talk or about that a too. Bunch, but... Well, I, guess, I don't want to. Yeah, it. we'll talk about it in spoilers. But here's the thing: it, um, you know, you're, you're talking about you have the Nikdos in there, and you have all these recognizable things. But then they bring in, you know, this is not Boba Fett. Although, again, on social media, I saw people asking, "How is how is Boba Fett doing this?" Like, is this a prequel? You know, it's like, no, not Boba Fett. Um, but they, they have all these familiar things and there's just enough new though that it makes it worth it. Like this is not just a fan film. You know, it, it, it could be. It's by people who were fans. That's the that's the thing right now. The keys to the kingdom in Star Wars have been handed to people who grew up as fans of the franchise. And, and it's, I, I think, almost impossible to get away from that. Anyone in film is, is going to you know, be familiar with, with Star Wars and, and just what it did for cinema, for good or for ill. And see, that's the thing. I want a Star Wars film made by people who don't like Star Wars. And see what <laughs> they do with it. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Scene other, yep. one, everyone dies. Well, I, yeah. Okay. So, should we move on to spoilers? Let us do it. Let's do it. Spoilers. 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 Let's give a little space. So the big spoiler from the end of the episode, let's not talk about that right away. Um, but let's let's start talking specifics and, and maybe even talk a little specifics about things that you wanted to bring up but had to talk vaguely about it. Like for me, the taxi service, um, when that happened at the <laughs> beginning, I love that he brought out the whistle and starts doing the whistle. But then, you know, there's the cab right there 
and then right away here's another one just kind of magically appears like it it just felt small and it felt cheesy and i was just thinking is this the kind of humor that this this show is going to give us like this this isn't all that funny and it doesn't it's not a bad thing that it feels small it's about a guy going to places that are small you know right and um but by the end they had me i mean the battle at the end with the gatling gun i mean you change the names a little bit everything except for the very very end with the big reveal of what he was going after mm-hmm. it could have been a western set in post civil war america you know oh, yeah. you, you got the, yeah. you got the bounty hunter going out you have you know the gang there you have the gang brings out the gatling gun <laughs> Like I, I, I've seen that Western, I've seen bad guys bring out a wagon with a Gatling gun on it and start shooting around. And then the good guy gets it. You know, I mean, I've seen this movie before it's the end and all the consequences of that ending that, that you couldn't have in that, in that same kind of setting. But that's one of the reasons why I liked it is I did like the vibe. I mean, they were making a movie that was hitting all the star Wars sweet points, but also hitting the, the spaghetti Western things and. I was enjoying myself. I liked everything they were doing with the blue gill guy at the beginning. The the carbonite thing, that was a great reveal. You know, he's like, there's all these different bounties. And he's like, oh, I was hoping to get to life day. I guess that's not yeah. happening now, is it? Yeah. You know, it's Very not. funny. Yeah. The, uh, the is carbonite that Wookiee thing. life day <laughs> or, or a different one? <laughs> the carbonite thing is interesting because in canon now we know that Darth Vader first tries it in the Clone Wars when he's trying to smuggle some people into like a prison and he freezes them all into carbonite. But then he's got to test it again in uh, Empire Empire Strikes Back. So maybe it's just the individual carbonate thing. I don't know, but that was a huge setup in the Empire. And so – yeah, this is this is only ten to thirteen years later from Empire and apparently Strikes now Back. it's been standardized. Or this guy found out about it and he's just using it. <laughs> he just has a a tiny booth <laughs> in his shit. Yes, yeah. It's like everyone didn't. You know, it's like a, a microwave oven back in the nineteen seventies. It would be like, you know, you would invite your friends over to see it and cook a hot dog and stuff. And now it's like you know people have them in their cars. So it's like. You know, that type of a technology. And I mean, to 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 give them credit and the, the forward thinking that they have wars for better or for worse, create huge technological advances. That is true. You know, we're, it, we wouldn't have tons of stuff if it weren't for World War Two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wars a lot of times, especially if they if they if you have to outthink the enemy and you're you know finding new i mean the atomic bomb we wouldn't have had it unless there was world war ii there would be no reason for it so when it comes to things like that things that could be useful have a military uh application those things a lot of them are going to be amped up so you know having it as something where now he can just easily you know carbon freeze anybody that he needs to you know it's it it made sense to me well, so, you get the impression. I mean, obviously, in Empire, they're testing it on Han Solo. He's not. He, he's he's no. He's of no value to me if he's dead, kind of thing. 
with Boba Fett where he's he's worried, you know, that he's going to lose his his bounty. And uh, they do it, and he's alive, you know. And then that is that the first application for for bounty hunters to do to use carbonite to transport a prisoner. Uh, because here he has like six of them hanging in his in the yeah. hold of his ship, and and so yeah, is this just the natural progression of of that um, that profession, you know? Yep. To okay, we're gonna we're gonna all do this now, and you can deliver them hopefully alive, and they all have the anti grav on them to, for easy easy movement. And why didn't he just throw them in there in the first place? You know, it seems sort of like, uh, it, I mean, the whole scene was was played for suspense. And, you know, is he going to get out? Is he going to open up the door and jump out? And it was played for that suspense. So you get that reveal. Oh, OK, he can free. But in reality, you know, as soon as you get the guy in your ship and you're away from the thing that's trying to drag your ship away, why don't you freeze him? You know, <laughs> well, I can see him getting out of orbit or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's easier to let the guy just walk down there by himself than to drag him, you know? Yeah. Well, he wasn't dragging him anywhere. I mean, the guy was sort of resigned to his fate. So, you know, you drag him down there, you put him in the thing, say, hold still for a second, you push the button. I mean, the guy doesn't know. The only reason why he knew that there was stuff there was that he was poking around. We all have different styles, Steve. We do. And the Mandalorian. this guy likes to play with his food. Yeah. (laughs) Mandalorian definitely has has a style. It's a quiet style, but it's a style. Quiet style. Um, yeah, but I the the thing that I really enjoyed about this episode was you know getting away from the Western stuff is the Mandalorian stuff itself, where you know he goes to the ceremonial place where they take the what's the metal called? Something. The, yeah, um, they take the metal and Star Warsy. Yeah. And, and puts it in and, and, you know, starts, you know, builds a, p- a piece of armor for him. And, you know, you just get the, this sense of, um, of community, the sense of, um, trying not to lose their community, lose what's special about their tribe. Um, it's, it was interesting, just that, that preservation of legacy. Yeah. And, and the reason that really the preservation of legacy th- stuff stuck out to me is I'm actually teaching a grandparenting class at my, at church. Oh, wow. I'm not a grandparent, so I'm bringing in, you know, uh, uh, actual grandparents to help me. But the, one of the things, one of the first things that were for the first lesson is, uh, just about heritage and about, you know, passing on your heritage and your faith and your, um, your family values and your family's story and where does your family come from and, um, you know, all that stuff. And, and as I'm watching, I'm like, this is really neat. Like, uh, it's, they're not getting into the Jedi stuff. Um, now we might later on because of what happens at the end of this episode, but, uh, with, with this, you're not getting all the Jedi stuff that we've gotten from the other movies and, and clone wars and all that stuff. Um, the Mandalorians are a, group that's existed in on screen with the clone wars. Um, I'm not yeah, as familiar mostly, with that. They're but. mostly heavily featured in the rebel series. They really dive into a lot of their lore and stuff because, because like there's the, there's the Mandalorian planet where it's just general Mandalore, but then you also have the warrior tribes of Mandalore who are these guys. And it's also really interesting because 
uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett aren't actually Mandalorians. Jango Fett was raised by Mandalorians, and he just had the armor, and so then Boba Fett just copied him because, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's interesting that, you know, now we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of who these guys really are. And I think it's also interesting that they're so popular just because of how cool they look. Well, I mean, that's you know? <laughs> that's the whole thing with Boba Fett is he looked yeah. so cool. He hardly did a thing yeah. in Empire, but he looked cool. He took two shots at, at Luke, you know, and he growled yeah. at Darth Vader a little bit. Yeah. Um, you guys, I don't know if Ben maybe a little bit, but but I was front and center when the action figures were coming out. In the yes. late 70s. I, and you got I got this... my mail order Boba Fett. That's how I got Boba Fett. Exactly. But how I mean it was it was like, who is this guy? And the all the mystery that surrounded it. And I'm actually surprised with how little he actually did on the screen that he still has that aura that people, you know, still are interested in him to the point where now we have a, a, a series based basically on him. Yeah. But, but I, uh, I think that George Lucas might've even been a little surprised by that. I mean, the way he took out Boba Fett, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, we got this guy, we got the costume. We're going to use him in, in return of the Jedi. Um, I don't know how, you know, but, I almost feel like George Lucas didn't realize people really like that character because well, I mean, he was, he would have spent was, a little more time with the guy maybe if he had realized it. Well, he had, it, it, by the time of return of the Jedi, he just had resigned himself to ending the, you know, the, the three movies he was going to have, you know, six movies. And then, then he was going to you know do much more with it. And Boba Fett was going to play much of a larger role, but he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to end it. That's why a lot of people feel as though Return of the Jedi just feels sort of rushed and, you know, sort of things thrown in there and just gets to the point and then it ends and you're go, okay, good. Okay. I, that, you know, I can wa- you know, wash my palate clean now and go on to something else. And it, it was, you know, it was difficult for people to, to pick up after it. I, what really impressed me was the extended universe novels where, the novels set right after Return of the Jedi, like the Thrawn novels by Timothy Zahn. Um, it was dealing with what happens after a war is ended, but things are still happening. You know, there's still yeah, the all the comics did that too. It was yeah, and and all that stuff where they have to they have to sweep up. You know, it just doesn't end like that. You know, all the treaties are signed and everyone just puts down their guns. This is you know, galaxy wide and the way that they dealt with it, you know, on the page, it, it made me think to myself, you know, people are really understanding what war really is and putting it in on the pages. And, and, you know, they didn't really get into it in the movies because the, you know, uh, number seven, you know, it, it took place so many years afterwards that, you know, they can sort of, uh, take a look at, what happens in the in the vacuum that's created after the war and you know we uh, in 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 our understanding we have the cold war you know and that whole thing and how you know the arms were built up and they were able to to sort of jump off of that um you know for better or for worse um and look at that but just to, to have all the stuff the expanded universe stuff coming out at the time and you thought it was just going to be, you know, hey, you know, Luke and Han going on adventures and stuff and, you know, stuff like that. But it wasn't. 
It was now the rebellion has to deal with this stuff. And what's up with Luke? You know, he just did some really sort of dark sidey type stuff in Return of the Jedi, you know, force choking thing, people and things like that. And now we have to deal with that. And, and, and seeing how they dealt with that was really interesting. So, you know, having this set in that same time period um, and it, it, they did make some mentions of it. He, they mentioned like he didn't take the credits, the, the, imp- the imperial credits. credits yeah. Even yeah. though still spent, uh, <laughs> you know, and it, money's money. But again, that's making it feel like it's, it's almost like it's, it's Confederate money, right. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if you ever saw this DuckTales episode, but it stuck out to me. Um, I think it's based on a Carl Banks comic book that would have been coming out in maybe the fifties. Um, but they had a, ca- a cartoon of it in the eighties where the last surviving members of, I, I don't know if it was the Confederate army or, or what it was, were having a reunion. <laughs> and then there was like this treasure, there's this treasure out there, the, the Confederate treasure treasure, and they find it and it's money. It's all Confederate bills. And so it's, <laughs> it's not treasure, you know? Um, that's funny. But yeah, you've it's, got the, the Imperial money. You've got the stormtroopers who are there, uh, with, uh, uh, Werner Herzog or whatever his name is. I don't know his, um, grief cargo grief was, uh, Carl Weathers. Oh yeah. You're I, right. Yeah. I thought that yeah. scene was interesting cause they finally took it all the way and just gave the Imperial officer a German accent. Yeah. I, is Werner Herzog. Is he, is he German? I don't know. It sounds German. <laughs> I'm going to find it out. Does, it does sound German. This, this guy is, uh, um, he's an actor and he's a director. He is German. Yep. Um, he's, he's actually a really, uh, well-known, uh, director and I've seen a couple of his movies, but not many, but this, this is a really interesting get for, you know, just this kind of, uh, side character almost. Um, but yeah, he, so, uh, but he, was he Imperial? I, I guess he has stormtroopers. So it would yeah, imply I th- I that think he's, so, yeah. he's Imperial. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting or no I wanted to know what you guys thought is the is the droid that teams up with the Mandalorian at the end is that the actual same droid bounty hunter from that is IG 11 and the one from Empire Strikes Back is IG 88 okay and um but you know who performs his voice right no that is Taika Watiti oh nice is that how you say his name yes Taika Watiti yeah who also is directing an episode uh, of of the Mandalorian? What what do you think of IG Eleven? Because <laughs> I I wanted him to be IG eighty eight. I mean that the whole thing I thought was going to be Boba Fett because he's you know the, the, the what people want to see. So having someone else be the Mandalorian it initially was sort of a letdown. And when it was IG eleven instead of IG eighty eight, I'm like. You guys can think up of your own droids. This you know, is, he had, well, but the IG droids, they are a part of the, you know, Clone Wars. They're in Clone Wars as bounty hunters. Um, they're even in that one game with, uh, was it Dash Rendar or whatever his name was? Shadow of the Empire, I think. Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the different bounty hunters there. Um, IG-99, I think. But the idea is, the idea is that IG these are droids, you know, this is a droid series. Mm-hmm. And so for them to use him and not be IG 88, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. 
Um, but it does, like again, was... feel like, okay, we got this limited number of things from our uh, role-playing manual. Right. <laughs> I can do an IG uh, droid for the final boss battle, you know, because yes. it's it's here in the book. But... Is it IG? No, it's IG... 11. 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's only so many changes you can make before it stops feeling like Star Wars. You know, like why why invent a whole new droid that no one's ever seen? Why before not? Though I mean, they, they do that. Cash. I mean, what's BB-8? <laughs> I they mean, they could have yeah. all the stuff BB-8 did in Force Awakens could have been R2D2. In fact, all the stuff BB-8 yeah. did in Force Awakens, R2D2 had already done. I mean, yeah. they they could have done yeah. that. So, you know, coming up with with new characters. I mean, every single movie you have. I mean, the the uh, the droidekas and the um, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, every single movie comes up with new stuff, the new pla- new planets. I mean, there are so many cool planets that you could have gone to. And, you know, they they and continually go back to these sort of like wasteland desert planets. And I'm like, can you stretch it? Yeah, but and for, for maybe, this for this you know, particular I'm- show, though, they had to, <laughs> I feel like because of the vibe, you know, he's walking into town and it's 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 a frontier town. You know, and uh, I guess, but then he, I mean, the, it, but it's, and that one's just an icy planet, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I feel like I they like had that to do one. that for, for this show, you know, all the frontier stuff, it, it has to feel like something Clint Eastwood could walk into, uh, with, with lasers instead, you know, and, and so that's why you have the, but it's two different wasteland planets, you know, it's the icy one. And the dry desert one, and right. uh, which I guess have names, but I have not gone so far as to find out what the names are. But they've they're officially named on some websites and stuff like that. But they are not Tatooine. Right. They are not Hoth. That's a, another problem I had. I, I would I would have liked to have had some sort of a you know little reference. You know, in some movies, they'll put the name of the planet mm-hmm. down on the bottom. You know, something like that. It's easy. You know, so you can know where they are. She can keep track of them, so it's not like, wait a minute, we, we, okay, is this two planets or is this just like the other side of the planet? Well, the, actually, it's three planets planet? that are I mean, that have that planets. Feel. It's three different planets, right? I was just, yeah. I was just saying, you know, if, if you if there were you know two different places, you just, I mean, it to me, it it's sort of like, you know, I I've, I've read a lot of science fiction, I, I've watched a lot of science fiction, and and sometimes the the places that they envisage are so, you know, they, it, it like expands your mind a little bit because you're like, wait a minute, what? And, you know, you're trying to figure it out and you're like, oh, wow. And then, you know, sometimes the visual is amazing. And there's so many awesome visuals out there that you can easily take from. I mean, George Lucas ripped off everybody visually, you know, I mean, uh, even he, I mean, every Isaac Asimov, he ripped off. He ripped off everybody. So it's it's not like you can't do that. It's it's almost expected in the in the in the whole mythology of the whole thing. You know, it you there's got to be some stuff. You know, Klaatu Barada Nikto. I mean, but, but if, you, it's if you look at the off. if you look at the planets of the movies, though, <laughs> every planet in the movie is identified by one mono geology. You know, right. it's it's the desert planet, right. cloud the cloud planet, planet, planet the, ice planet, the, the snow planet, the forest planet or moon, 
you know, it, it's it, that it's just that simple. Now come up with different. It's that simple ones. thing. And the, okay, so and uh, we got to get the water planet in there. You know, we got to get the city planet in there. But a, how about a fjord planet? You know, but, I mean, so but that's that's just the style of the movies. I mean, if you are gonna go further, you have to you have to go further, but you have to go deeper. But with just you know these limited number of movies, and then with this, I really. I can't fault them for for having planets that feel like they come from a spaghetti western because that's what they're making. I, I think the problem is they did two desert planets in the movies and then they're doing some desert right. planets here. I, I, I mean, that's really yes. uh, that's my yeah. point, but it's not that big of a deal. It's just in this show, because there's three of them, it does get a little bit like, oh, wait, where, where are we now? And yeah, title might actually help. Um, I mean, you, you have him traveling, yeah. you have him arriving at planets in his spaceship. So, you know, he's gone to a different planet, but yeah, I, but speaking of the planets, let's talk about some of the people on the planets. Cause I don't know. I love the guy who I have spoken. <laughs> like it's Nick Nolte playing him, which is mm. amazing. Mm. <laughs> and, and every once in a while you can kind of hear it, but he's hiding in that voice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, I, I it was a fun, I, I fun it was character. Um, the whole yeah. bit of him learning to ride the the blarg, I think is what they call it. <laughs> Which was <laughs> all I could think of was uh, Tina Fey in Thirty Rock. She used to say blarg. I think it was all the time. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how to ride blarg. <laughs> who does really? I mean, come on, <laughs> like that that blarg farmer guy should have had a little bit more grace. For, for the Mandalorian, but it brings up this, just the, the legacy. Your people rode the great mythosaur. The mythosaur, which that's something I, I, I didn't know on my own, but that is a part of expanded universe canon. Um, yeah. And so it's being brought into new, new canon. Um, the, at least the name of the creature anyway, but I just remember cartoon Boba Fett writing that uh, that swimming dragon in in the holiday special with the same weapon too, that energy weapon with the the two prongs. Yeah, that was yeah nice callback there. That was cool, Mm -hmm. very cool. Should we talk about Baby Yoda? (laughs) Spoiler! Oh, we already played the the song, so no big deal. Yeah, this is interesting because obviously Yoda is 900 years old, so we know what a 900-year-old version of this thing looks like. And if you extrapolate that, if something is 900 when it dies, then when it's 50, it's like a five-year-old. It would be. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought it was stupid that he's a baby when he's 50. I thought but it was what, so stupid. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to be stupid because things just age at different times. Like they say, you know, seven years or dog years. But I mean, that's just so rough because no pun intended. But it's because, you know, you can easily sort of peg it at that. But it's not exact. You know, they, they age at different different rates, but you can sort of it's a general shorthand. So, you know, maybe at 50, it's still one of those things that it needs to be under its parents care. You know, so it looks that's and Yoda, I mean, is a tiny thing anyway. So having it, who knows that it's not five years old? You know, I mean, it could be. Here's the thing. 
as I'm watching and they're being very intentionally vague about what he's coming after. And I'm just thinking to myself, what mm-hmm. can it possibly be that's going to be worth the payoff? Because a lot of times with something like that, you get to the payoff and it's just like, that's it. That's what this is all about. This is uh, whatever, you know, it's, oh, it's a bomb or, oh, it's, uh, you know, a woman, you know, and, and I'm just like, what could it possibly be that's actually going to be surprising and satisfying? Now, obviously we don't know all the details, so it may still prove to be unsatisfying, but for it to be (laughs) a crib with a baby Yoda in it, not actual Yoda, but one of Yoda's people, um, I don't think they could have had a better cliffhanger ending. Again, it may get ruined in the next episode, but the, the reveal, the visual, the, oh my gosh, it's green and has ears and you slowly figure out, you know, oh wow, what is this? I, I love this ending. I loved this ending. It could get ruined for me, <laughs> but I love the ending now. <laughs> Cause I mean, what is it? You know, is it, is it a child? Is it, is it, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm again, this is not me. This is reading. Um, if it really is exactly 50 years old, that puts it being born the same year as Anakin. Um, And so is it, is it Yoda's love child or Mm -hmm. is it a clone of Yoda? Because I'm also seeing people say that it basically the year that they commissioned the clone army would have been around that same time too. And so is this a clone of Yoda, you know, and is that why they want it dead or they want it alive but it's okay if it's dead, you know, just, you're, you're not going to get paid as much if it's dead, but IG 11 was right. sent to take it dead. Like that's the other interesting mm. thing is uh, Mandalorian sent in, get it alive, but it's okay. As long if you can confirm death, that's fine, but bring it back alive. IG 11 is there yeah, to so kill like this it, thing. I feel like it has to have something to do with, the force or Jedi or something then, because, you know, not every single member of that species has to be, you know, a superhero type person, but it's probably got ties to Yoda in some way or another. Yeah. It's, it was, it's the type of thing where having Yoda, I mean, even the appearance of Yoda, it's like, it made me think, when I was rethinking about the episode, I'm like, how come there's there's just absolutely no force, no understanding of the force, no one doing any force type well, stuff? Well, Luke is off he's, to the side not, somewhere on another planet right now. I mean, I mean, just in this thing, you know, he he doesn't. They're not taking in account the force, which is, you know, something that that has been part of the religious system of the the galaxy for you know thousands of years, and these are people who are, who make their living bounty hunting. So, and there are some some species that are you know force sensitive or resistance to the force or have some sort of uh, you know power that that the, it taps into the force or something. And it's just like it just seemed like too much of just the you know, the, the might makes right type of a thing that the force tries to alleviate, you know, in, in its, its best, uh, 
in its well, best form. But I mean, form, we're coming off of a, of a time period, though, where Han Solo didn't even believe in it, you know, and where mm-hmm. there were, there was the Emperor and there was Darth Vader, and those were the only two out in the open operating Jedi. Well, and nobody even knew that most people in the whole galaxy never knew that uh, Palpatine was a Sith Lord or right. a well, the Force. And I, I wonder if they started knowing, though, when he was just going around as the Emperor and striking terror in the people that he leads. Like all of the, the Imperial officers well, yeah, and stuff. The higher up people who actually, yeah, th- those people, yeah. But all the general public of the galaxy, they they still broadcast him as a uh, – you know, without a deformity, you know, how he looked before his. And as far as Jedi uh, go, it's Luke and Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. who's mm-hmm. often the, mm-hmm. you know, and Yoda and Obi-Wan are both just, you know, in exile, basically. Although we're getting an Obi-Wan TV show on Disney Plus yeah. with Ewan McGregor. And they, yeah. they, they're talking about that one. You know, if this is a Western, they're talking about that one as like a samurai movie. Sweet. So. Yeah. But you also have uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt, you know, saying that, the, the you know, the my, Jedi mind tricks don't work on him. So, you know, it, it, it it's remembered by some people. Some yeah, well, Jabba the Hutt's been around for a long, long time. Right. And so haven't a lot of races. And, you know, the, the, the time where uh, the Force and the Jedi are being forgotten is – is not that long. What is it like 30 it's years or something like that? More or less a generation. Yeah. yeah. 20 it's, years? it's amazing how quickly people yeah. have forgotten it. Right. But there are other long lived races and there are other people who are just that old that, that would remember that would know. And I mean, I would imagine that the Mandalorians, these, you know, iconic warriors and bounty hunters and people who, you know, they, they outthink you know, more than they outfight that they wouldn't have something that you wouldn't, they wouldn't give us in, in the story, something, some little, you know, okay, I have a little force sensor, you know, so just in case there's any for, okay, no force here. Okay. Now I can go forward because there's no, you know, the, the I don't have to account for the force in this, you know, this mm. part of the thing. We and went it through just, the entire solo movie without mm-hmm. a mention of the force and it was great. Well, yeah, but I think that was more geared toward – I mean I, I enjoyed the solo movie for what it was. And I think that was much more geared towards you know, everything in his life, which we see when he's talking with Luke on, on the spaceship. He has no reason to believe that the Force exists. Well, and uh, So uh, for him to have encountered it in Solo would have been problematic in the But everything in, the in this him. show is – the other interesting thing about this, you know, and you could say it's limited because because of this, this is just a day in the life of a bounty hunter. Like, that's the other interesting thing about this is seeing like, obviously, this is how bounty hunters operate after Return of the Jedi. But this is him going to the guild leader and getting the pucks. This is him, you know, going and getting that that first guy at the beginning, you know, with that first bounty. And realizing, oh, he's he's coming back after getting you know six bounties or whatever. And um, this is a very limited scope episode because it is just that day in the life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, there are some Christians who can go a full day or a full week without talking about Jesus. You know, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's possible. You know, it happens. 
And I think for him to go this long, you know, without mentioning the Force, I think we're going to get some mentions of it now. With with this Yoda creature, I think that we're going to get some things about the Force and some things about where is the galaxy in relation to how they respond to what the Force is now with the loss of Darth Vader mm-hmm. and with you know Luke Skywalker possibly off of having already maybe even started his his little school or whatever. Um, I think we're going to get some mentions of it. I also think, I mean, my mind went back to the Clone Wars movie with, uh, oh, what's the stinky uh, Jabba the Hutt's son? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. Stinky, stinky the, the Hutt. Hutt. J- Jabba the Hutt's son. Yes. Um, oh, oh, where, oh, oh, yeah. No, it's his, like, nephew. Yeah, it's where, they, nephew. where they go and they rescue this thing. Oh, no, 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 yeah, his- no, the little baby one. Yeah, yeah they, they go and son. rescue this oh, little baby hut. And, you know, it's, that's why I, I was reminded yeah. of when, oh, it's a baby Yoda this time. <laughs> and it's, um, I'm wondering, are we getting into, you know, is is this going to become like a, a lone wolf and cub kind of scenario where you've got the Mandalorian uh, traveling with the baby? Uh, you know, and, please. Oh, why not? Uh, oh, I hate that Lone story. wolf and cub? Did you I read it? it? Oh, yeah, hate it. You read it? No, like anytime they do that. No, anytime they do that in a uh, fiction, I hate it. You, you hate traveling with a child Have you, and protecting the child as you travel. Yeah, I hate baby that story. Card assassin. I hate it. <laughs> hate wow. it. Not interested. Okay, well, there's there's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I love I, it. I sort of get your point because <laughs> there's there's certain things that we uh, I don't watch here at my house because like for instance uh my wife didn't watch stranger things because it dealt with a child who was in danger so with her at any time there's something like that it just reaches in too much and messes with her and you know she can immediately project that on one of our kids and I'm like okay we can we never have to watch that we never have to watch um a uh, series of unfortunate events. We never have to watch that stuff because I know it touches her in a way that it doesn't touch other people. And you might even say to her, but you know what? That it, it ends up that the child is okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Then you just ruin the whole thing because I mean, that's the whole suspense part of it. Is, are, is he okay? And is he really okay? You know, so you, you have that type of a, a thing. So we don't watch a lot of stuff like that. So if you have a problem with, you know, having a baby, in harm's way or, you know, whatever, you know, I understand that. Here's my I prediction. That. I just think it's boring. It can be. Yeah. yeah. But I, I understand, uh, you know, the, your take on it as well. I, I just yeah. think that I, yeah, I'm not going to throw out a, a boring label on something that has potential to be actual story. And like, yeah. Okay. But you know, some people hate heist movies, you know, cause that's yeah. that's fine. I don't I, like heist movies. You know? My like heist prediction movies. of this is that um, we are going to have the little Yoda creature thing teaching the Mandalorian some of the ways of the Force. Not to be a Jedi necessarily, but some of like the ways of the Force and like how the Force works and allowing the Force to guide you and protect you and um, like have better skills and, and that sort of thing. I mean, the guy's got skills already, but the other thing I, that just sounds so horrible to me. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, what if I told you, no, no, stop really for a second. What if I told you this is, this is the story I'm writing right now. 
I'm writing this story. Uh-huh. Would you say that? Would you say it sounds horrible? Or would you say, you know what, Ben? I, I know you and I trust you and I think you can write something good. Maybe you can do something good out of that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just I find it really reductive to to say just without you know sight unseen, that's so boring when you're not even given the opportunity to see what it's going to be. No, in the past I've watched stories like that and I've never they've never interested me and they've always been boring to me. So I have precedent I for my feelings. And then the plot that you just described where he's the baby is teaching him the stuff i think that's ridiculous and i well that's assuming it's yeah. an actual so, baby it's ridiculous if it's an actual right. baby if this is a 50 year old creature that has a baby body but not a baby mind you know i mean there, there's that's the other thing is like this is a creature we don't know anything about it other than it reached out its finger to him you know and mm-hmm. so that's that's the other thing i mean it, it's easy to pass judgment on something sight unseen because of, I guess, past experience, it's a little bit, maybe I just, I trust people more. Maybe I'm just too trusting. I'm far too trusting. I'm not passing judgment. I'm saying if it turns out the way that you are describing, I do not like what I'm hearing. It turns me off. Uh, That's where I think it's going to go. I think that the Mandalorian show is going to get into some force stuff. And I think that the empire that survives wants to get rid of this Yoda thing because it's, a creature that has force capability and they either want to capitalize on it or destroy it. So no one else can have it. Yeah, I agree. I think with it's, you a, it's a cold war kind of like. thing, like with atomic energy, cold war kind yeah. of thing. Um, but it's just a living creature that happens to be there. I will say one thing before we sign off talking about, you guys were talking about the uh, Boba Fett action figure and how it just really hyped up the character. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was eight and the um, episode one was coming out and they were really hyping up uh, the Mace Windu character in action figure. He's a new yep. Jedi. He's so yep. cool. And and I remember being like, wow, that's awesome. A new Jedi guy with purple a purple was lightsaber. A big deal. Wow. Yeah. And, and then, yep. you know, it comes out and all he does is just sit in a chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't include the sit. They didn't include the chair in the action figure box that he came with. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but it was very similar to the Mace Window. You're you're right. I, I forgot about that. Very similar. Yeah. Um, a, a couple of quibbles that I had was the whole you know will he take his mask off? Will he take his his helmet off thing? Um, it just seems sort of like okay, it's a MacGuffin. You know, it just seems. So I'm sure MacGuffin-y. it's going to come off by the end of the uh, series, but. He walks into the settlement and everyone has one. <laughs> like they're yeah. all wearing them. Yeah. And yeah. I did like the guy who was like, is it true that you never take your helmet off? <laughs> he, he's yeah, heard all the it, things. About the... It's like it was too much. You know? Well, and then, like, that that just like brought an image to my mind of him taking a shower, but he still has his helmet on. <laughs> it just seemed more silly and more McGuffin-y than anything that was really like, ooh, I wonder if they do or don't. You know, it was like, um, I guess it's just a quibble. But, you know, it was just something that sort of took me out of it. Um, but as, as you know, for what it is, um, I enjoyed it more than the, the you know, the except for Solo, the, the new movies. And it, I didn't, 
yeah, the the other four movies that I think this would be, I would place this above those, uh, solo above this, and then this, and then the other four movies, the newer ones. Well, and when this is done, it'll be a I don't know, was it ten episodes, thirteen? It's it's a limited thing. I think it's eight, and uh, they're doing a season two. John Favreau just texted out a picture of from yeah. the set of season two. But I'm assuming two, it's so. going to be a, a pretty self-contained kind of thing with probably some sort of cliffhanger after the fact, you know, like the big conflict is over, but here's a cl- cliffhanger to the next conflict that's coming is what I'm assuming they're going to do. You know, we, I'm surprised they didn't call it episode one because it's chapter one, you know, instead, but all, you know, the movies is episode one. Um, but I do like, I like the music. I liked the character himself. I mean, just that he's a mysterious character because he's a mysterious character. And are we going to get his past? Yes. We already did get a little bit, you know, and we're, we're going to get more, but I, uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. The music, I enjoyed the music a lot too. Evan, you get final word. Um, final word. I don't ride blogs. I don't know how to ride blog. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode then. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So you guys want to sign off? Uh, well, he just, he already had the last word, I, right? This I don't is, ride blog. This is your opportunity to I'm say, say goodbye. I don't ride blog. Okay. Well, I'll just say it then. Thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, we would love to hear, we're going to do a follow up to this with, uh, at the end, probably. If it's worth talking about as a series, when it's all done, we'll we'll do a roundup episode. And so, yeah, love to hear from you about it. And thanks for listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-3781. And once again, thanks for listening. It's a National Geographic show. Right, so, you know, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. And you don't throw a... Th- oh, sorry, that was... Uh... Just the preschool thing just etched into my mind. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what you uh, – when you're handing like candy out to kids or something in a preschool setting is – You said you get what you get and you don't get upset. Oh, well, we go more specific. Like you can get upset but just don't throw a fit about it, you know? Oh, wow. You allow them to get upset. Okay. Well, you can't tell someone not to feel. That, that really tells me a lot about you, Ben. Yeah, yeah. No, you – you can't tell someone how to feel. You got to let them yes, feel the thing that they have. Well, well, feelings are fleeting and and worthless.
I would really disagree about the worthless, but <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> it's interesting. They're not dropping uh, entire seasons.